Friends, it's been a while. I'm so excited to let you know, Weld Found is returning. Episodes will be coming your way in the following weeks. We are actually doing a new special series on this Weld Found channel to kick things off. We're calling it Where Water Flows Uphill. We'll be following an artist named Wes Bruce as he creates a large-scale interactive art installation at the new downtown library in Greeley, Colorado. Wes is a fascinating human being who's been described as Willy Wonka meets Mr. Rogers. I'm so excited to introduce him to you. While following Wes and covering his creative process, we'll also be threading in stories of community and connection, the kinds of stories that you've come to love from Weldfound. This is gonna be a fabulous series and I just can't wait for you to hear it. While you're here listening now, I wanted to share something with you. I had the honor of presenting at the Greeley Creative District's Do Tell event this past May. Do Tell is a local personal storytelling session that is put on each year. I told my own personal story regarding belonging to community, which is what this show, Weldfound, is all about, but I don't think I've ever really fully shared my own personal experience on here. So here's my presentation live at Do Tell. I hope you enjoy it, and remember to tune in in the coming weeks to our brand new series, Where Water Flows Uphill. As always, this show is made possible by the Weld Community Foundation, who encourages us to spread the good. For more, head to weldcommunityfoundation.org. I began my story on the Dutel stage by talking about this, that in 2018, four years ago, I was enjoying life, things were good, but seven years of commuting for work was beginning to take its toll. Here's the talk. Just uh, a little bit about myself. My name is Tim Coons, and I came out to Greeley in 1997 uh, from Kansas for college at UNC, and I've lived here ever since. I'm married to someone uh, who is much more Greeley famous than I am. Uh, her name is Bettany Coons. Any Bettany fans in the house? Uh, yeah. As she's an artist, she's done a lot of murals in town. Uh, she's done the upside down whale across from Roma. Uh, she did the, the large mural across from Winchell's on 8th Avenue. Um, there's just something about enjoying great art with an apple fritter in hand. It's a sweet pairing. Um, she's a wonderful artist. Together we have four kids, uh, 12 years old, down to five years old right now. My favorite joke about family is from Jim Gaffigan. He says, if you want to know what it's like to have a fourth kid, just imagine that you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> My life is filled with so much love and I'm always just a little bit tired. Uh, in 2018, I was enjoying my life uh, and family, but things did feel off with this commute. It was affecting my rhythms of each week. I'd head to work and my friends there didn't really know my whole story of my wife and, and kids. And then I would get back and I would tell things to my kids and my wife about, and they'd be asking like, oh, who are you talking about? I, I, give us the context. I've heard this called living above place. A phrase that expresses the idea that our, our lives aren't grounded in an actual place anymore. They aren't connected. And this isn't just because of commutes. This is also coming along with the fact that we do our business and our social life online. And we lose touch with the world around us. I saw an article recently titled, Alone 
with a smartphone about this. I felt this with the commute. My life was moving more and more online, more and more shallow, and I felt less centered in an actual real place. It felt like it was coming to a height for me in 2018 and actually read a bunch of stories and articles online about this. People were starting to talk about it as an epidemic of social isolation and disconnection. How many of you remember seeing things about this in some way? Yeah. Uh, today, people are still talking about this. Our going through a pandemic did not help at all. In Harvard's 2021 National Survey of American Adults, 36% of respondents reported serious loneliness, feeling lonely frequently or almost all the time or all of the time. 36%. That's one in three of us. In 2018, after seven years of my commute, I certainly related, I certainly related to those loneliness statistics more than I had before in my life. I'd been a worship director at a church, and so I was traveling all the way down to Highlands Ranch on the weekends uh, where my church was. And, and during my one hour and 27 minute commute, I would think about the events that I was missing, those weekend hangs with family and friends I wasn't able to attend. And I actually realized that something slowly had been happening over those seven years. It came to a head in that 2018. I remember turning to my wife and saying this, Honey, I don't, I don't have best friends anymore. I didn't have close guy friends. There had been this collection of guys I'd gotten to know in college and in church. We'd been in each other's weddings. We held each other's babies. I didn't feel close to them anymore. It felt like those friendships were barely being sustained. Uh, we were busy with families. I was traveling over the weekends. And I would take that weekend drive again and found myself alone with a smartphone. Then for me personally, two big things happened at the beginning of 2019. Two big things, and it was for me a road back to belonging, back to community. And I wanna share with you all what happened and what I feel like I've been learning these years. The first thing is this, I got a brand new job and this one was local. My commute went from an hour and 27 minutes to five minutes and 15 seconds, uh, which was great to time. <laughs> that felt good. I actually, I didn't take the job because of the shorter commute though. It was because I was sensing it was time for a change in vocation and this opportunity just seemed too good to pass up. A quick aside here, I'd turned 40 in 2018, and I thought this would be a good time to try something different. Anybody relate? Yeah? The job was communications officer at the Weld Community Foundation. The foundation, it's a nonprofit, provides grants and scholarships to our community, working with donors and their passions. I was gonna be about the work of telling the stories of good that are happening in our very own community. I'm so glad I took on the change. I've loved it. My first couple months on the job, I was asked a question that really became a doorway for me into belonging, into community. It was a big question, and it was this. In your estimation, what do you feel like is the greatest challenge facing Weld County today? And I bet many of you have an off-the-cuff answer for this if you're asked it. I was uh, embarrassed 
because I didn't feel like I could answer this well. I'd lived here for 20 plus years, but I didn't really know here where I lived. I'd been living above place for so long. When you're alone with your smartphone, when you have your own little small pockets and clicks that you're doing all of your life with online, uh, all of a sudden you don't know your neighbors. You don't know the neighborhoods. You don't know your city. You don't know the heart of the place where you live well enough to be able to answer that question well. But I began meeting all these people who were answering this question. They were asking it and answering it really well. What are the challenges facing Weld County today? I met people who were running nonprofits. I met people who were starting charitable funds. I met people who were a part of scholarship committees. I met people who were so involved in their community, asking what are our challenges and how can I help? This question has stayed with me. It won't go away. I think a road to belonging can start by asking a question like this and, and others like it. What are the challenges facing my home? What crossroads do we stand at here in Weld County? How can we improve our lives together? What can we build together? What are our challenges and how can I help? Second thing that happened at the beginning of 2019, and this one is very nerdy, okay? Just being honest with you. My wife, Benny, got me a present for Christmas, end of 2018, and here's what she got me. She got me a Dungeons and Dragons starter kit. <laughs> yeah, okay, so some of you are like, yeah, some of you are like, ugh. So Dungeons and Dragons got like a really weird reputation in the 1980s, so let me explain. Dungeons and Dragons, it's, uh, it's like this board game, but you don't quite have a board. You have a character and you have other friends that you're playing with and you're living out this adventure. There are dice rolls that determine things. That's what the game is. She got me a Dungeons and Dragons starter kit. I'd never played before, but here's what happened. I gathered my close group of friends, those dads that I'd been missing for years. We played, we got together, we drank whiskey, and we had pizza and Oreos and Doritos, all that trash food that's so good for you, good for your soul. And uh, we laughed and we played this game. We played for around three to four hours, actually. <laughs> we said to each other, we should do this again. We should do this monthly. And something started to happen. We did start playing monthly, but then we'd text each other jokes from the game after we played, or memes just sent each other uh, online to, to make each other laugh. We started checking in on each other then. And if one of us would have a hard week, the other five of us would text encouragement and care and some more jokes. After all those years, I have a close group of friends again. During the pandemic, our games went online. Uh, we commiserated and shared joys and pains together three some years later and we still are playing monthly. We laugh, we drink whiskey, we eat pizza, and we have an incredible time. I am now attempting to live an enmeshed and connected life. I stay true to a small group of friends intentionally caring about each other and I really want to know my local community. And that local part, that has started with a simple beginning. I read local news. I've gotten to know my neighbors in our cul-de-sac by name. I eat local. 
That one's not hard to do. Uh, I give to local charities. I frequent our parks and libraries. I'm a champion of our schools and universities. When issues arrive, I try to be an educated voter. I hate to say this, but this is all new to me. I was living above place for quite some time. But it's been a big three plus years now and I feel like my family and I, I feel like that we're on our way. I have friends who care for me and who I care for and I'm getting to know this place I call home in greater depths than ever before. I am not one of the 36% of those dealing with serious loneliness and enmeshed and connected life has made that impossible for me. It's rich and messy and difficult and disrupting and challenging, but it's not lonely. And of course, that big question stays with me still. What are the great challenges facing our county today, our community, and how can I help? Thank you.